Welcome to the Fourth Dimension with Toby C., where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery. The battle between good and evil, of God and of the occult. The psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now, here's Toby. Well, I'm back. It's your friend Toby. Thanks for joining me again. If it's if you're a repeat offender, if you're if it's your first time, welcome to our show, and that's our show, yours and mine, and Austin's. It's called the Fourth Dimension with Toby C. And I'm I'm in the studio this morning with my good friend and and uh, and fellow recoverer uh, Austin W. How you doing? Welcome, good. Austin. Good to be here. Yeah, good. To, to see you and to hear from you. And, um, <clears throat> of course, we always want to remind uh, the listener, uh, new and old, that the show's theme <clears throat> is early resistance, evil resistance. Did I say early? Yeah. Evil resistance to early attempts at recovery. Recovery from what, Toby? Well, how about recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? You know, you're going to hear Austin and I talk about drugs and alcohol uh, throughout this show, but I'm here. I'm here to tell you: keep an open mind and listen for the underlying message, because there's a theme that applies to anybody who's suffering from any malady. I don't care if it's compulsive gambling, deviant sex, overeating, drugs, alcohol, whatever. So, so keep an open mind and and listen. Don't you agree, Austin? Absolutely. Got to just listen. And um, oh boy, let's take a deep breath here. Okay, we're going to be talking as we do every show about a very uncomfortable subject. We're going to be talking about the antithesis of good. You've heard of you've heard of God shots. Well, there's something uh, uh, equally uh, uh, as opposite as a God shot. What would you call it, Austin? Um. I'm not really sure, but it's definitely evil. You know, negative force working against you. Um, I don't know that I've coined a good term for what that force is and what that shot would be called. Yeah, how about uh, bad luck? Bad luck, Some yeah. people like to call it bad luck or being in the wrong wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Or blaming other people. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. Right? I had nothing to do with that. It's his fault. <laughs> Remember those T-shirts? Yeah, that had the uh, the the finger pointing uh, to the side and yeah, said, "I'm, I'm, I'm here with stupid." I'm with stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Take a deep breath, but it's very serious. I'll tell you, so many of us, and I think you're going to share a couple of stories with us today uh, uh, throughout our two-hour show here, Austin, about uh, some uh, evil encounters personally and things that you've witnessed. Um, in your attempts to just get better, let's not you know overuse the word recover. Okay, right. let's just say get better. Yeah, and have it to feel better without getting all jacked up on drugs and alcohol. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. And 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 it seems like every time we try to do the right thing and to <clears throat> feel better without these crutches, lo and behold, these crutches are somehow mysteriously appear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey, why don't you give us a uh, I remember you told me a story about a crutch that mysteriously appeared. Are you in the mood to kind of absolutely kind of go back to that <clears throat> that moment yeah. in, in early recovery and uh, take it away? Yeah. So uh, this would have been four or five months ago. Uh, I had just gone through Phoenix Rising. I was in sober living, and uh, 
we had gotten back from intensive outpatient. We'd normally go and do, you know, something like from eight to three o'clock outpatient, come back and everybody kicks back and does their chores, kind of winds down for the day. And so I went back to my room and uh, kicked my feet up on the bed. And I'd like to take like a little 30 to 45 minute power nap meditation and kind of think about, uh, you know, everything that's kind of gone on, sort my thoughts out, you know, take a break from everything. And so I went back to take my nap and a, a group of the guys and gals, uh, at this point it was just guys there. So it was a group of the guys went uh, in the drug buggy in the uh, the recovery van <clears throat> and the, the technicians or whoever was working would take a group down to, to grocery shop or to CVS to pick up prescriptions and stuff like that. And so uh, they took a group of guys out and I, I texted them right before I, I took my nap and said, hey bud, will you uh, pick me up a pair of headphones? He said, sure, sure, I'll grab you a pair. And uh, so I lay down and I'm taking my nap. And uh, maybe an hour later, he comes back and he walks in and he tosses the headphones at the foot of my bed. And I'm still kind of fading in and out at this point. And so he leaves. And uh, I continue to finish my little meditation nap for about 15 more minutes. And uh, then all my roommates got back. And one of the guys that worked with us came back in and he's sitting in the sitting in the chairs and my bed's kind of up against the up against the far wall when you walk into the room and so i get up from my nap and i start chopping it up with the guys and we're talking and chatting and sharing war stories and stuff and i uh start to open my pack of headphones and uh, it was a sealed box of headphones you know it wasn't wrapped in plastic but it had like this little sticker seal on the top that kind of and it wasn't broken and it wasn't broken no Mm -hmm. and so i open up this uh I start to open it as we're talking and I peel the sticker off and I open it up and I pull the little plastic sleeve out that has the headphones and the earbuds and everything in it. And I set it on the bed and I walked to grab a drink or something and came back and we're talking and I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but, um, you know, in sharing war stories, we're talking about drugs, obviously, and different things that we'd been through. And, uh, so I walk back to my bed and I, I pull the headphones out of the plastic and I look down and I made a joke about the little black earbuds that were in this little plastic baggie within the sleeve there. And I said uh, something like, oh, I got a bag of dope right here or something. And we we're cracking jokes. And I turned around to show them and we're all laughing and stuff. And I set that down. And then I looked down and beneath that plastic in the little sleeve there, there's a little piece of like a corner of a grocery bag. And inside the grocery bag was like a little half gram ball of black tar heroin sitting right in this little sleeve and i couldn't believe it you know and i picked it up and it was just crazy how many thoughts raced through my head in the space of like you know and what were the chances of one of the bros in your sober living just 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 uh somehow between you breaking the seal on that package and turning your back slipping that thing in there what are the chances yeah zero zero no chance at all so uh, they didn't even see what I was doing. You know, I it was such a quick, you know, it was a small little apartment from here to here. And so I walked back. Wh- and where were these headphones manufactured? Thailand or Vietnam, Vietnam or China or probably something, something overseas? like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. overseas for sure. And um, and this could very well have taken place at, at the distributor or, or the, the packaging uh, plant where they packaged the product for distribution. Oh, absolutely. Either something like that or one of our theories was that somehow maybe someone because the. 
we one of the guys mentioned maybe somebody bought the headphones someone who was using mm -hmm. stuck their stuff <clears> in there to hide mm -hmm. it ended up returning the headphones okay. but that's, and this this wasn't methamphetamine uh, this was in cocaine. No. This is this was clearly black tar heroin. Oh, yeah. oh, and by the way, what were you and sober living for? It was for alcohol abuse and for what else? For opiates, mostly yeah. heroin and opiates. There you yeah. go, heroin. There yeah. it is. So, <clears throat> so despite your your best efforts, it found you. It found me. Yeah, it came straight to me. And like I think I told you the other day, just the the timing of it was what was. Uh, kind of the most mysterious because of what I was thinking about over the course of that little meditation nap that I was taking and thinking about the progress that I made and being proud of myself for the progress that I had made and being grateful for where I was, had a really good group of guys around me. Um, and so to wake up from that feeling good about the progress that I made and finding that, you know, two minutes after that, I'm having this little, uh, dialogue in my head was uh it was scary and it was just it was this was not your imagination no no I, this I, was the real deal yeah no i picked it up and i said holy you know <sighs> there's a bag of heroin right here and one of the guys that works at the sober living was like what are you talking about and i turned around and i showed him right, so, and he took it and there was this you know big mm -hmm. kind of so so this was really this was really um uh, a paranormal experience wasn't it absolutely there was something evil Mm -hmm. somehow and it found you and 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 it was tailored just for you yeah and it was meant to find you yeah my goodness austin it's, wow that yeah. is really heavy and what a good example <clears throat> and again hey don't freak out when we talk about the devil or evil or satan or demons okay you know again i often say that <clears throat> you know the devil is not at the at the center of of this deal okay um but but understanding Satan is indispensable for understanding the mysteries of faith. And faith is the center of this deal. Yeah. And when we try to move toward faith and out of fear, um, there's something there that is a cunning, baffling, and powerful, I understand. It's the subtle foe. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's waiting to, to bait us and lead us where? Into temptation. Absolutely. Whew. So what was the outcome with, with your bros and sober living? Did you, well, get, did you get subjected to a lot of unfair judgment all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. What well, was going the, on? Most people, uh, you know, besides my close friends there, they didn't believe. They thought that it had to have been one of my buddies that put it in there or something like that. Um, so obviously they drug tested everyone and stuff like that. And, uh, and everybody, uh, everybody passed the drug test. There was no – and I knew – when I shared what had happened with the guy who had bought me the headphones that he, you know, you could tell right away, he was just as shocked as everyone else was. There's no, there's no way that he, and you know, as uh, an addict and having lived a certain way for a long time, you know that people don't make those kind of mistakes when they're buying or using, yeah. or, you know, buying drugs with the intention of using <clears throat> them later in an environment like a sober living you just don't make those kinds of mistakes so there was just too many things that added up to say that that it, it couldn't have been anyone in the room or anyone involved with this it had to have been either some just some crazy paranormal experience you know there some was. crazy force of nature that brought that all the way to my room at that specific time you know and just with all of the different reoccurring themes in my life and in my recovery up to that point you know, it was just another one of those moments of like whatever force that is taking a stab at me, trying to, you know, right when I'm kind of getting to that turning point in my recovery and in my own personal, you know, evolution or whatever. Um, 
getting to that turning point where I'm about to start making serious strides, and then this comes, you know, let me just throw you a little softball here. Oh, yeah. Knock this one out of the park. You and me, the, we can the, take a hike. The great illusion, yeah. right? The great illusion. And, uh, boy, that was not an illusion. That was the real deal. But, yeah. you know, before the break, um, don't don't spill the, ble- the beans. I want you to tell us after the break. But we all want to know, including this this junkie and drunk who's talking to you here, we all want to know what happened to that bindle, that little baggie of black tar heroin that you found in this sealed set of headphones from yeah. Southeast Asia. We want to know, but don't tell us right yeah. now. You know, keep everybody on the edge of their Absolutely. seat. And we want to know, is there management there or was it just, just the bros? No, there was some, I, I, won't, I won't spill the beans yet, but. Ooh, uh, okay, all right. Yeah. Keep everybody on suspense. <laughs> that is really, really heavy duty. I just, yeah. I can't, I can't believe. You know, I had a, a similar experience, but uh, it didn't come in the form of a uh, a sealed uh, plastic uh, box with electronics from Southeast Asia. Right. But my evil came packaged in a in a different form. You know. Absolutely, in one we, way or another. We all get our evil yeah. packaged one way or another. Anyway, when we come back. Now that my buzzer just went <laughs> off, good grief. Austin, yeah. you're going to let us know the final chapter of the outcome here. Absolutely. Stand by. I'm Toby C. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension here with Austin W. Stand by. Be right back. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby. Well, all right. Has everybody been sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to hear the, the final outcome from Austin W. about this really paranormal experience that happened to him in early recovery, which is right on the money with the theme of our show, evil resistance to early attempts at recovery. We're going to keep it real simple. Yeah. All right. Take it away, Austin. Give us the final chapter. All right. Well, I'll rewind just a tad to uh, when I found the bag. It's incredible, you know, Whenever, and I think a lot of people have probably experienced this when they've been faced with some sort of temptation or something, uh, a weakness of theirs of some sort, when they're faced with it, the speed at which these thoughts will fly through your head. And so, you know, I found the bag and to where my bed was, my back was turned to the entire room at this point, you know, and they're just sitting, you know, a foot or two behind me. But because of the, I was opening it in front of me, they couldn't see what what was happening. You could have snagged it. I could have snagged it. And so... In that moment, um, I was just like, oh, my gosh, you just just don't say anything. Just stick it away. Uh, save it for later. You could use it tonight. You could use it tomorrow. You could save it for a month from now. You know, all these thoughts just bing, 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 running through my head. And, you know, that was in like, you know, a few tenths of a second. Um, and thankfully, you know, something inside me just I just picked it up and said, dude, this is heroin. And every, the whole room kind of fell silent. 
and I smelt it. And as soon as I smelt it, you know, it sent that, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck started standing up. I was like, just, you got to get this away from me, get this away from me. And I turned around and luckily, you know, I don't know what would have happened if one of the guys who worked there with a significant amount of time in recovery hadn't been in that room. You know, if he hadn't been there and it had just been me and the boys, the entire room might've gone out, you know, all of us might, you know, it would have been, there's no telling what would have happened. It could have taken me out and in turn taken someone else out. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold that thought. If this, if this little bindle or, or baggy of black tar heroin had been snuck into you by your girlfriend or your cousin, they want to kind of take the edge off a little bit right. and help their, you know, help their friend or, or beloved relative Austin out. <clears throat> You might have looked at it differently. Absolutely. But but maybe you were so freaked out by this evil experience, man, you know, maybe you maybe you at that at that moment had this acute awareness of just how evil this stuff is. Oh, absolutely. It it shook me for sure. And the one thing that I kept on going back to in my head, you know, upon reflecting on all this was what would have happened if I had just got up from my nap? five or 10 minutes earlier before everyone else is in the room, you know, because the first thing I did when I got up was opened up those headphones. And if I had woken up, you know, and sometimes I, I'll listen to music when I meditate and have those little power naps, or I'll listen to a, a meditation of some kind. And so if I had had the thought, you know, I'm just going to wake, I'm going to crack these open now, had I been in there by myself mm-hmm. and opened this and, and, it could I, have been entirely different. Oh, absolutely. If, um, you know, you were with a bunch of people, and you felt this responsibility all of a sudden of, you know, gosh, so many decisions, Austin, at that moment. Incredible. Yeah. How you, how you, you know, maybe deep down inside you ask God or a God of your understanding to kind of get you through this one, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what happened? Well, I, 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 I turned around, you know, and I, I just said it out loud. That was the first thing, you know, the, the, the saving thought of mine was just blurted out. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to be secretive about it or anything. So, like, this, you know, battle going on in my head and within those few tenths of a second of whether to keep it or whether to tell someone, right. something inside uh-huh. me just blurted out. So and there's oh heroin right here. Oh my, it yeah. was an oh my God moment. It was moment. an oh my God moment, absolutely. Right. And so I turned around and I and the guy that worked there, a buddy of mine, he was like, you know, give it to me, give it to me. Are you serious? No way. He thought he thought I was joking. And I was yeah, like, yeah. dude, there's heroin inside this package of headphones. And he took it and he smelled it. Unbelievable. And, yeah. And and so long story short. Um, For, wait, wait. Don't make it, don't make it too short. <laughs> I got to know something. Were you subjected to unfair judgment at that moment? Absolutely. Were you the ire of everyone's suspicion? Yeah, me and the buddy of mine who I asked to buy the headphones. Right away. Yeah, we got drug tested right away. Everyone started, they were like, yeah, right, that's not true. So, you got caught. You know, that's so there what, you go. So there you go. You know, no good deed goes unpunished. There yeah. you go. You did the right thing. I did and, the right and, thing. And there are consequences. Yeah, and then everyone, because of, I guess, how I explained it, I explained it as... Uh, the buddy of mine who worked there, who came into the room, um, along with my roommates, they came in and found me opening this package of head. This is how people interpreted the story that I told them. Yeah. They found me opening the package of headphones and with the heroin in it that I got busted or something. And that's not what happened. We were all there. We were all talking. Everyone was seated. There was nobody getting busted. I opened this package of headphones in front of them. 
you know, there was four or five witnesses that, that attested to that, but you know how people are and, you know, so yeah, whatever, they're all in on it, you know? Um, Boy, do I ever. Yeah. Well, just, you know, um, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. We're still going to continue with the, the final outcome of this incredible story, Austin, Yeah. about how, uh, when you attempted to escape evil, evil found evil you. Evil finds you. Absolutely. Oh, man. So newcomers and people who are struggling, man, just... Keep your eyes open. Just keep your eyes <laughs> open. We're going to be right back here on The Fourth Dimension. I'm Toby C. Here with our beloved friend, Austin W. Be right back. Stand by. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. All right. We were just talking in between the break about how important it is to be alert and sober of mind. I think that sounds biblical because the devil uh, prowls around like a lion looking to devour a soul or or, or an unsuspecting um, a person who doesn't have their guard up. And I think the takeaway, Austin, um, here for everybody, you and me included, is how important it is to be alert and of sober and sound mind. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. Continue with this fast. Give us a little quick, just back up a little bit and okay. then move forward. Love it. Yeah, so we uh, I found the bag. Uh, of of heroin. There's a big <laughs> upheaval in the room. Nobody believed what was happening. I gave it to the technician, uh, the guy who worked at the sober living, who happened to be in the room at the same time, and uh, we continued to try and crack the case of how this happened. You know, the uh, we were all drug tested. We we're all subjected to all kinds of judgment for doing the right thing. You know, which is funny. Um, but one thing that you and I did talk about over the break. And what you just mentioned was, uh, I feel like that evil force, whatever it is, it always tries to find you when your guard is is down, you know. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe not always down. You know, I was in a previous period of pretty solid meditation, you know, and I was thinking about how good I'd been doing and everything like that. And it came and it found me. But, uh, you know, throughout my experience in recovery, one thing that I've noticed is any time that I'm not taking the proper steps in my recovery, um, keeping in touch with my higher power, making sure that I'm staying alert, things find you when your armor's not up. And then in this case, my armor was up, yeah. you know, and it tracked me down. Uh, Doesn't matter. Incredibly. Doesn't matter. And, and there's no, there's no, it, there's no guarantee that we're going to escape the the. Uh, spring in the booby trap yeah. no guarantee but <clears throat> i read somewhere in this book that uh, intensive work whatever that may entail with another alcoholic or junkie or another suffering person is insurance yeah against the uh, this evil yeah um no guarantee 
No. It's a little, a little, little bit more insurance, right? right? Yeah. And uh, how interesting. You know, and because you did mention the name of the sober living um, place earlier, uh, we got to keep them in a good light. But I'm going to tell you, just like every curious OCD junkie and alcoholic, I want to know what happened to that that little bindle baggie of black tar heroin that you uh, gave to this uh, this trusted uh, servant or, or manage, management person. Yeah. Uh, did did you guys have a ceremony and flush it down the toilet, or did this thing end up in the uh, the evidence locker uh, no, down no. at? Uh, or uh, what, what do you think happened to it? No, I know I know what happened. There was there was a brief ceremony and it was flushed. Awesome! Um, I love it. Yeah. I, that's a happy ending. Absolutely, and it's funny though. Having done the right thing, seeing it get flushed, um, knowing that I was not at fault in any way, you know, that this was just some crazy anomaly, some crazy experience. But immediately, you know, that addict part of my mind, as soon as it went down the commode, I was kicking myself. I was like, oh, you should have kept it. You should have kept it, man. You'd be having a great time tonight. Nobody would know. No one would have any idea. Mm-hmm. You know, all these thoughts race back into my mind. And then I reassure myself, like, you absolutely did the right thing. But it's it just shows that it's one of those things that it might not have even been meant to trip me up right there. But just mm-hmm. seeing it, just smelling it, mm-hmm. having that reintroduced to my mm-hmm. environment again mm-hmm. after being away from it for a certain amount of time, it gets you thinking off track again. There it is. And, and there's the devil, listeners. Um, what a beautiful visual as you see the... The little bindle, uh, bundle, chunker of black tar heroin swirling down the toilet in this ceremony, and yeah. you know, and you know, deep down in your heart, it was the right thing to do, man. You, yeah. you, you, you really, you really overcame temptation, and you were delivered from evil. But at that moment, despite everything, and how many rehabs you been in? Five. Yeah. So despite everything. Yeah. That 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 thought still came in, and that thought was evil. Absolutely. And so, hey, by the way, we're not here to talk about evil, gang. We're here to talk to the newcomer, anybody who's struggling in in early recovery, especially, but even even long term sobriety, we still struggle. We kind of disconnect from uh, from God by by getting distracted. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And. Um, and that's the deal. And, and, and the example, again, that Austin gave us today was that um, it's a subtle foe. Um, and, um, you know, I read somewhere that the devil cannot really predict the future. Only God knows the future. Yeah. But the devil can certainly stir up a lot of chaos mm-hmm. in the he present moment, man. He can really set things up yeah. in order to trip us up. And and set us up for something yeah. again called the seven deadly sins. Yeah, you know? knock you off course. Knock you off course, man. Get you into lust or or greed or anger or sloth. You know, yeah, sloth. There it is. Check it on out. Yeah. So anyway, give us another uh, little footnote of of uh, your experience. Did you have any other interesting, um, uh, difficult experience when you when you were at sober living? This is a great theme for the show. Any? Uh, did you have any 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 encounters with uh, paranormal energies or or dark energies that that you knew were present in this home, in in this home full of men who were really desperately trying to get better, whether they knew it or not? What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. Um, one more little footnote um, about this this story that I just told is it's incredible how how tailored to me 
this little bundle of heroin was because my previous relapses, um, for me as an opiate addict, heroin is, is, is what I seek out. And previously the last run that I was on before I got into treatment, um, all that I could get was fentanyl and all just these crappy pills. And I could never get exactly what I wanted. And it really pissed me off throughout the course of that run that I wasn't able to get high, like I wanted to. Um, and here out of nowhere to rise right on my doorstep, you know? So I just thought that that was crazy that this exactly, you know, my fantasy as an addict has appeared to me out of nowhere, even though I have, uh, patted myself and removed myself from that environment and that lifestyle. Um, it just found me, but, um, and so how can it find you again? How can it find all of us again? uh, It happens through people, through um, places, through, what did what did heroin or for me and maybe us alcohol abuse and other forms of revelry you know I kind of spilt the beans I answered the question right there what did that what did that provide us it, it provided us a level of excitement or mm-hmm. or it made life interesting like you said the other day living life in the extremes is fun you it know? is man I mean you know um what is it so you know God is um, somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat is yeah. God, and it's a bandwidth, and there's not a lot going there's on in the, this bandwidth. On bandwidth. You know, <laughs> the highs are not real high, and the lows are not real no, low. But you're but you kind of riding that line, you're staying yeah. safe. Yeah. But there's something that's it's saying, man. Always whispering to you, just, just come get on, out man. of that, get out of that bandwidth, yeah, man. Let's you're missing out. Go for out. a ride. Yeah. Go for a ride, yeah. baby. Oh my Just goodness. for the night, we'll be back in bed and wake up in the morning. Everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah, Just a subtle whisper. Did you ever experience any bros dying in, in sober living? Absolutely. The, the house that I'm in right now, um, it's not a sober living. It's a house that I moved into with three of my buddies from sober living. Um, they've all got about a year of sobriety, and um, one of the guys that was actually with me when that happened at that sober living, a good buddy of mine. Uh, just overdosed, uh, relapsed and overdosed uh, a couple months ago. Um, someone who was, uh, you know, really moving in the right direction. He had something like eight, nine, ten months of sobriety. He was uh, doing some pre-med stuff with school. Incredibly intelligent guy. Had his whole life in front of him. And uh, something came and just not, you know, just a little notch off the straight and narrow path. And uh, Alcohol or opioids? Opiates, opiates yep. heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. What do you think, a little fentanyl? What do you think? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it was a combination of heroin, fentanyl. There's no telling. It was something um, that he got off the dark web. You know, he's one of these internet-savvy guys. Um, and uh, it was right before I was leaving for a job in North Carolina. And he and I had had a, um, you know, a few pretty deep talks about you know, he felt like there was something kind of working against him. You know, it's, it's, no matter how many strides he takes in the right direction, there's some kind of force that keeps on coming over him and kind of holding him back he and holding him down. admitted this to you. This, this man who, who was taken from us yeah. admitted this to you, that, that, that despite his best efforts to do the right thing, or to 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 move in the right direction. Yeah. That there was evil resistance. Yeah, and insidious was the word he used. He said no matter how... It's incredible that no matter what I do, no matter how far away I move from it, it finds me. It continues to find me in one form or another, and um, okay. it, it really was tragic. I want to go real deep here for a minute. I've got a couple more minutes before the end of this segment, but um, 
you know, self-talk is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you tell yourself, no matter how, you know, no matter what I do, this stuff is is going to find me. I really believe if we tell ourselves that message over and over again, mm-hmm. it finds us. Yeah, it, it manifests you know, itself. Maybe you know your story. Maybe your story of finding this this bendel baggie of black tar heroin in this sealed plastic container from Southeast Asia with with these stereo headphones was really um, a manifestation of 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 self talk. Yeah. Maybe you were telling you, no matter what I do, I know, I know heroin's going to find me. Right. Maybe you were telling yourself that message. Yeah. What do you think? Well, that had been my experience up to that point. You know, that just no matter, just like your friend, no matter what, no matter what I'm doing, something keeps trying to pull me down. It finds me. This happens. That happens. It's one thing after another. So you kept saying that that was your mantra. Right. That was your mantra. And possibly that mantra, um, uh, materialized yeah. uh, into into temptation for yeah, you. Absolutely. There it was, man. Okay. I wish that it would have materialized you know? when I was still using. <laughs> that would have actually been okay. Of course, it happens when I don't want it to happen, right? Um, Remember when we were growing up and we would cry, and our parent, I don't know if you had this experience, will say, I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and when we're bemoaning and crying about our addictions and weaknesses, you know, we haven't. We've only we've only touched the tip of the iceberg, man. Yeah. You know, you really want you really want suffering. Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh man, wow! This was really a a heavy segment. You know, when we come back for the uh, the last segment of this part of our of our show, I want us to uh, I want us to to focus on um, on. On maybe some other experiences that that we've had personally, I'll share one too, as well. But but ones that um, just real simple ones that people can relate to about uh, just the the earliest simplest victories in recovery, and how they were dashed by by the, the cruelest uh, yeah. addictive demons. Yeah. So let's think about that. We're going to be right back. I'm, I'm Toby C. here with our friend Austin W. And this is our show, yours, mine, Austin. Anybody's listening, great show about evil and the devil and recovery mm-hmm. and a resistance. It's called The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. Be right back. Enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? Then you're right where you belong in the fourth dimension with Toby C. Wow. What an hour, man. We got another one coming up here with Austin, but uh, I just like to, I always like to chill during the last segment of each uh, uh, one hour. These are our live one hour shows. We don't do any editing or post-production uh, work, man. You know, it is what it is. And, yep. and we're talking about a subject, right, Austin, that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Nope. And uh, the subject is 
the antithesis of, of, of God and, and good. Um, and you can call it whatever you want. A lot of names for it, but... Yeah, a lot of names for it. Just, uh, um, But we're going to call it the devil for right now and how important it is um, to be vigilant and mindful of the existence of the devil. And remember, I really firmly believe this, that, uh, that the devil and Satan is not at the center of faith, but his figure is key and indispensable to understanding the mysteries of faith. Yeah. God is at the center of faith. Yeah. There's only one who has all power, and that one is God, and may you find him now. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you there's something very powerful, not as powerful as God, but is very powerful, and it and it and he, uh, whatever it is, will interfere in our attempts. Yeah. What about some more? Give us another uh, memory, maybe, Austin, of... Uh, uh, of maybe just some subtle progress that you made. You know, you've, you've been at this, you're fairly young, uh, and uh, you've been at this now, uh, four or five different rehabs. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can take a deep breath and say, oh, maybe I wasn't ready, maybe I was too young. Maybe that attitude yeah, in that, and of itself is, 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 evil, is, yeah. is a problem. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's the way that the devil or whatever you want to call it wants to make you feel, you know, because no one can succeed with that kind of an attitude, especially, you know, when something as difficult as overcoming addiction, you know. You know, that attitude I've heard is referred to as ambivalence Mm -hmm. and indifference and apathy. And, you know, they talk about surrendering yourself in this this 12-step program. Well, I know a lot of people just surrender to their addiction or their disease and say, hey, I am what I am, man. I'm a junkie. This is it. And this is it. This is as good as it's going to get. And and that type of attitude, that type of Mm defeatism isn't isn't of any benefit to anybody, is it? And I feel like that's one of the main goals of that force that's moving against you. Um, If it can get you into a to surrender to that addiction and to that attitude and to that lifestyle, um, you're going to be in a tight spot yeah. trying to work your way out of that. You know, and, and, and the attitude often, especially when we're younger, you know, I mm-hmm. remember I tried to get sober when I was younger too. And man, it's difficult. It's you've tough. got, you've got that, 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 that eating, uh, 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 edgy, um, gnawing feeling that you're missing out on. Yeah. Something. I just want to, I just want to have fun with my people. Uh, I want to have a good time. This shouldn't, you know, the the why me thing comes into it. Why can't I just do this like everybody else? Um, and it's, it's tough. And you think uh, of, uh, you know, a lot of time has passed where I feel like uh, because of that attitude of thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm young right now. I can, I can tackle this another day. Um, I've got plenty of time. Um, you know, these past four or five years have gone by pretty quick, you know, with that kind of an attitude. Yeah, and, um, and it's this attitude of that comes with youth. Yeah. That I got all the time in the world. I yeah, can do I'm this. 10 feet I, tall and bulletproof. Hey man, I, and, I can go get sober in 10, 10 years from yeah. now, okay? I'm, I'm going to go do a little more destruction, okay? Yeah. But, hey, how many of your friends, I'll tell you how many of my friends when I was in my 20s I lost, okay? To yeah. The disease, whatever the disease is. How yeah. many of your friends and bros did you lose and either in or out of recovery? Oh, you know? uh, probably 12, Did you know, we, just in the last four or five years. Drinking or hot shots or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, mostly overdoses. Yep. Um, but then other, you know, you know, suicide, you know, uh, there's people 
um, you know, good buddies of mine who have been battling this for a while, you know, three, four, five years, which doesn't seem like that much time in the grand scheme of things. But as, you know, a 22-year-old guy, uh, you know, three or four years is a pretty significant amount of time and people get down on themselves. Seems like when you're in your 20s, two or three years seems like an eternity. Absolutely. An absolute eternity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good buddies of mine. A couple of them are just like, I just can't, I can't, you know, if this is going if this is my reality and this is the, you know, the battle that I'm going to have to, you know, the war that I'm going to have to wage for the rest of my life, I don't think I can do it, you know, and then that's, you know, game over right there. And uh, it's tragic. We come into recovery feeling bad. And the solution to, to our addictions is feeling bad. Right. And so <laughs> who wants to do <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, what the hell? Who wants to do that? But, you know, despite all of the death and destruction that you've experienced in and out of recovery of people close to you or just mere acquaintances, that was still not enough of an overwhelming reason no. for you to uh, straighten up and fly right and yeah. grow up. Well, because there's always that whisper in your ear that says, that's never going to be you. You know, that's not going to happen to you. Denial. Yeah. There it is. You're Denial. not going to be the one that overdoses. <laughs> You're going to be able to keep this on track. You're going to be able to do this right this time. You know, just one line after the other, you know. and that, The power of denial. Yeah. And uh, that's not me. Interesting. How interesting. You know, others can see in us what we can't see in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have this, this invincibility yeah. that other people know is just absolute Yeah. BS. Yeah, no, it's funny when I started paying attention to that, you know, listening to my parents or my friends when they're telling, you know, criticize, you know, not, you know, healthy criticism. Um, and, I, you know, upon reflecting on it, I'm like, damn, yeah, they're probably right, yeah. you know. But, you know, until you kind of pay attention to that stuff, you're you're 10 foot high and, you know. So, Austin, let me let me pop the question. Any near-death experiences, Austin? Um, I've had a couple. Um, nothing too severe, but, you know, I've stopped breathing a couple times, and if it weren't for the they people that were around me. Had to revive you back with a little Narcan? Yeah, or, a little Narcan, or, a little yeah. cold water. Mm-hmm. Um, there it is. You know, luckily, you know, I've never been hospitalized. I've never gone that far, but absolutely, you know, and you know, some experiences with automobiles that probably, if it hadn't, you know— it- and despite all of this, these are these are some pretty big lows. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe you know, maybe the next hour you can share a couple of these with us if oh, you're yeah. so inclined. These these are lows, and and I'm telling you, there's nothing lower than having a near death experience. Yeah. Or 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 or, or, or you know? endangering the lives yeah. of everybody and everything around us. Yeah. And despite these lowest of lows. It's still not enough nah, for us just to... just going to keep keeping on. Just keep, yeah. keep... Oh, my <laughs> We're gonna goodness. We're going to keep it going. Oh, wow. What an interesting, fascinating hour with, with Austin W. And we've got more interesting uh, testimony and reflections from Austin. And, and I got a few I, I always throw in. I'm never short on conversation. That's Toby. <laughs> Can't shut me up. Austin, thank you so much. Absolutely. Stand by for hour two with Austin W. Only here on The Fourth Dimension. And I'm your host, Toby C.
If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com.